What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, if this is your first time, welcome. Just to be clear, you don't have to be an actual CEO. You don't have to own a business. You don't have to do anything. This podcast is about business. It's about life. It's about bringing uh, the idea of you being in control and being the CEO, actually the motherfucking CEO of your own life. We are all our own person. We are all in control. And this is about raising awareness to that fact that you have to take responsibility for your life. Basically, it's about being a badass motherfucker. So, before we get started, I'd like to introduce my hosts, my co-hosts, Vaughn, the Impaler, Pastor Vaughn. Some of you guys know him as uh, Von Diesel. What's up, dude? I'm going to start calling you Top 20. Or no, really, I'm going to start calling you Top Rated. Top Rated? Top Rated. Yeah. That's my new nickname for you. You know why, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so those of you who don't know this, Kelsey, you know this, right? Oh, so yeah. So Andy was recently named mm-hmm. one of the Top 20 Influencers. Motivational Influencers. Yeah. Of the I think mil- I saw an of article the, of about it. the entire it. Milky Way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. It was very cool. Go team. Yeah, there were some people on there that I had never heard of in my life, but... Um, there were also, Gary was on there obviously. And yeah. So it was, it was, was good, cool. It was yeah, good company. Got some good friends on there yeah. and, and, uh, it was, it was, it was an honor for sure. Yeah. That was neat. So, but anyhow, um, guys, today we're going to talk about something that we get a lot of questions about. We, we get this question over and over and over and over again. And it, and it always has some version, uh, of this, you know, Hey Andy, dear Andy, Mr. Andy, I'm passionate I'm hardworking, but I just don't know what to do. I don't have a business idea. I don't have a plan for my life. I'm, I'm just aimless. I'm purposeless, and it's killing me. And we get 50 fucking emails a day that say some version of that. Okay, so today what we're going to talk about is what to do when you don't know what to do. Right. All right? We get this question so much, and, and it's like, It's a very frustrating question for me because on one hand, I want to say, dude, if you can't figure out what to fucking do, you're not a fucking entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Go to fucking school, get your degree, go get your 50 fucking K a year and shut the fuck up because entrepreneurship has become such a overhyped over, uh, you know, pursued thing in today's society. You know, everybody, everybody that has a motherfucking cell phone thinks they're an entrepreneur. Okay, maybe, but in reality, are you? Because entrepreneurship at its core is a skill that some people are more developed at than others. And some people honestly just aren't built to be entrepreneurs. So if you can't come up with a fucking idea, you know, part of me says, well, maybe you're not an entrepreneur. But then there's the other group of people. There's the group of people who are legitimate entrepreneurs And what I feel like they might be doing is overanalyzing the situation to the point where they do nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because being an entrepreneur, you're going to go through things in your journey uh, that aren't going to work. You know, you're going to fail. And I feel like a lot of people avoid even taking that first step because 
they're afraid that they're going to pick something that's going to fail and not being afraid to fail and being, being okay with trying many different things is part of the entrepreneur journey. Mm -hmm. It's just part of the deal. And I feel like people want the fucking reward without, you know, the blood and the guts that comes with it. And it just doesn't happen guys. It's not going to happen, but we're going to get, we're going to get into the practicality of this question for the people who are, potential entrepreneurs. But I say again, you may not be an entrepreneur. Okay. Just because it's cool right now to be an entrepreneur doesn't mean you're a fucking entrepreneur because a lot of people, most people aren't. Most people don't have what it takes. Most people don't have the gut. Most people don't have the the ability to persist. Most people don't have the ability to be self-motivated, self-starting. They just don't. And you might think it's you, but it may not be you. And so that takes you analyzing yourself. There's nothing wrong with somebody who's not an entrepreneur, but this podcast is about being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So first things first, let me answer your, I don't know what to do with a point, not a, not a, not a, um, a question. All right. Or a point to talk about, but this is a direct point that you need to think about. And you need to realize that whatever it is you're doing today, whether it's, flipping burgers at McDonald's or whether it's picking up garbage or whether it's uh, working in a warehouse or whether it's uh, working at Starbucks. It doesn't fucking matter. You have the ability today to go out and cultivate the habits and, and, and sharpen the habits that you're going to need to be successful as an entrepreneur. Whether you have a business going, whether you have uh, you know, no idea, it doesn't matter. Every day is an opportunity to improve your personal skill set. And your personal skill set would be things like taking initiative on things that need to be done. It would be things like being disciplined to do your job perfectly every single opportunity you get a chance to do it. Okay, we're talking about creating habits, going the extra mile for customers, creating wow factor. Uh, We could go on and on and on here. But the point is, is that just because you don't have a business now, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be working at whatever it is that you're doing to create the habits that you're going to need to successfully run that business. And I think that's a point that is greatly and grossly overlooked by people who are not in business yet. Absolutely. I just, I just came across a, uh, a quote by Alexander Wolcott, who was a really famous commentator in the 1930s. He said, there's no such thing in anyone's life as an unimportant day. And every day that we live, there are critical tasks that, that we need to do. And so we don't wait for those important moments in our life. We can literally, like you said, whether you're flipping burgers or doing whatever, there's always you some do it with perfection. You, you do, do it with, with per- pride. Perfection, you right. take pride in how the lettuce looks on the motherfucking right. burger. Right. How much mustard you put on it. Is the fry or the fries crispy? All right, you take pride in that shit. Yep. That's that is a habit that is going to carry over from where you are to where you want to be, and not only carry over, but it's going to take you where you want to be. Yeah. Can I just build on that too? <clears throat> I think a lot of people overlook too, uh, you know, the fact that they don't have to have the end all business that they're going to end up doing right in the beginning. Right. Like, dude, it could take, you could do something very, very small just to cultivate those habits that you're talking about on the side. Yes. A lot of people always think, oh, I have to have this idea now on what I'm going to do ultimately. But dude, you could be like an apparel company is a great example. A lot of people do them on the side just to. Learn the ins and outs. And dude, and you know what? And you might not even end up doing an apparel company, but the lessons that you learn 
trying that are what ultimately matter. And the the pro uh, and here this brings me to another point before we even get into the fucking points. A lot of people <laughs> think that business is about having a fucking office, having a personal assistant, driving around in a BMW, and being fucking boss daddy. That ain't what it is. All right. Business is about getting shit done, selling something, getting some fucking money for that shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and building relationships too, because you don't know you don't know where those relationships are ultimately going to take you either. Dude, a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a number of values that we could talk about here. I call them core values. And that's a whole like two hour long podcast, which actually is a pretty right. good idea. We should right. do like a we should do like a core value special. Like a podcast marathon. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like yeah, two no, hours straight of just yeah. core values. Yeah. And uh and dude, but understanding that what you're doing is cultivating the habits that are going to carry you through now is something that you have to Take seriously, no matter if you're 14 years old mowing fucking grass, mm-hmm. right? These right. are where these things start. Right. So there's a famous writer who said one time, how do I know what I think until I've seen what I've written? And I thought of that when, when you know, you mentioned that we were going to cover this topic, what to do when you don't know what to do. And you say, hey, Vaughn, figure out what I actually think about this. And so, of course, I'm the one who has to go back and look at all of your, your posts and yeah. different things and kind of pull everything together. Yeah. So are you cool with me just kind of firing off your, yeah. your bullet points? Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, all right, it. cool. I don't so, want to, you know, I don't want to, you know, I, I'd rather just riff on shit, man. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah, like yeah. it's just better product. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what to do when you don't know what to do, <laughs> the first thing you say is, well, bottom line is what do you have to do basically to stay alive and be a contributing member of society? I mean, you know, like what bills do you have to pay? That sort of thing. I, that's what I get from you. Am I understanding that correctly? Like that's the first thing. Just make sure what you got to do. To, I mean, to look, survive. you got to survive. Okay. Right. And you have to pay bills. You've got to eat. You've got to, you've got to have a place to sleep, you know, and you've got to be, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you've got to be creative with those things. Sometimes, dude, I lived in the back of my fucking retail store when we started, I couldn't afford a place to fucking sleep. So we slept there, mm-hmm. you know, those are sacrifices that you make, um, you know, and this is going to be different for everybody. You know, you might be the young guy with no family and not have a lot of bills. I didn't have a lot of bills when we started our business, you know, and for that reason, we were able to do a lot of things that other people and competitors won't. When you're competing against a competitor that has a shitload of bills and their cash flow is not that great, you're a tremendous advantage when you don't have bills, mm-hmm. right? You have to, you have to realize that, um, but, you know, you have to meet your obligations for survival first and foremost. And most people never get past this point. They, they, they worry. They, they freak out. They get concerned about what am I going to do to live? Dude, you're going to have to fucking downsize your shit. Right. All right? If you're just beginning, you're, you're lucky because it's not going to take anything for you to feel like uh, you're downsizing. You're just going to go do it. Right. But let's say you're 30 years old and you're used to making 60, 70, 80 grand a year. In, or a hundred grand a year, but you want more, right? Right. Let's say it doesn't matter what you're making. Let's just say you want more. And you want to start a company. Guess what? You're going to have to fucking downsize your house. You're going to have to downsize your bills. You're going to have to drive a fucking shittier car. You're going to have to make sacrifices. Right. Just the way it is. You're nobody, going to have to be uncomfortable. Nobody likes doing that. No. And that, dude, that point keeps people from ever taking that step. Mm-hmm. You're, you're comfortable going to your, uh, your neighborhood watering hole and having beers four nights a week and hanging out with your bros and spending you know that extra 500 bucks entertaining yourself, uh, and you don't want to lose that, so you don't ever step up where you could 
spend, you know, $5,000 a night and it won't fucking matter. Right. This point really needs to be teased out and parsed, though, because the, you know there's going to be the asterisk hole who's, uh, who uses you know that. Fuck as a, those people. I know, but you know, let's, just, let's just play the game for a second. Many people are going to hear you say this first point and go, you're right, Andy, and I'm taking responsibility for my obligations, and that's why I can't live the life that I want to live. I can't do, do what I need to do because yeah, but that's, I can't leave see, this that's life. The, that's the bullshit side of that answer. Right. The real answer is, no, you cut all that shit out that, you, that, that makes you happy right now. You fucking bite the bullet. You do what needs to be done to better yourself. You take the next three to five years, invest it in yourself, and then you come out a hundred times better and that's fulfilling an obligation to your responsibilities, right. your kids, your family, the things that really matter in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Do you, you remember? Know. Do you remember the guy that used to be the offensive coordinator, and then he was the he was actually the coach of the Rams, you know, Mike Martz. Remember that yeah. dude? Well, I, I heard the story of him that the way that he got in the NFL, he actually had a day job, and he wanted so badly to be in the NFL and coach that he approached the then you know Los Angeles Rams. Now they're back, but uh, he basically said, "I'll work for free." Like yeah. I, but what he did was, and his wife had to agree to it, but she was cool and she worked, you know, but he worked for free and worked all these other jobs and they basically had a terrible life. I mean, you know, how you define that. In the beginning. Right. I get it. In the, right. Yeah. It was hard. It's always and, hard. And then he ended up becoming a Super Bowl, Super Bowl coach, one of the yeah. best offensive mm-hmm. coordinators. And it's, I think that's what we're talking about. Right. Is you've got to be willing to sacrifice. Take a step. You've got to yeah. take some steps back. Yeah. You know, and people are. People aren't even willing to hear that conversation sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'd meet with guys less often than I used to because I just value my time more. Right. But with people who are wanting to start a business and they say, hey, you know, can I have lunch with you or this or that? And I'll do that sometimes still. And the first thing we talk about is, you know, the reality mm-hmm. of that struggle. And so many people are just like, I can see it in their fucking face. Like right. they're not willing to do it. Right. You know what I mean? And, and I know within five minutes, that they're not going to do what it takes. Right. They're, 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 today's comforts are more important than, to them than tomorrow's return on that investment. Right. You know? Right. It really so. is a balance. It's, it's uh, knowing that you need to sacrifice, but also not being the kind of guy that's going to say, well, you I'm going to... You know gonna, what, man? I'm gonna- I think one of the keys to being a successful entrepreneur over the long haul is... And, and Gary Vaynerchuk and I have talked about this a number of times. We both agree on it. And we don't agree on everything, um, which is what makes the relationship great. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, we do agree on this. Like, I would be willing, 100% will, and people don't get this about me. They see me driving a Lamborghini and Rolls and mm-hmm. flying around on fucking private jets and shit. They, they don't realize that I would be 100% willing to go back to sleeping in the back of that fucking store if I had to, to win. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's my baseline. Right. Like, the survival. Right. And people... I think entrepreneurs that are truly successful on a large scale all have that quality. They're all willing to lose everything and go back to fucking zero to win. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a great thing for me personally because I know a lot of my competitors, they don't realize that about me. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, he's fucking flossing hard and driving all these big cars <laughs> right. and doing all this shit. And they don't realize that shit don't mean nothing to me. Well, right. this makes me think a lot of uh, Cotter McGregor, like his story and yeah. how he does things, you know, like everyone, whenever he lost, everyone expected him to, you know, kind of be the cry baby rich boy. Yeah. He was like, no, I'll take it. Yeah. I'm coming back harder, you yeah. know? And if you kind of backtrack his life story and 
all the struggles that him and his girlfriend went through. If you're looking for a story that kind of relates to um, having immense amount of struggle and having to go through those obstacles to get where you want to get, he's it. Oh, dude, there's no question. I mean, look, anybody who's successful in anything is willing to sacrifice that. Mm-hmm. And, and the toys and the prize and the money and all the shit that comes with being successful, that's not what, that's not what defines people. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't. And, and successful people understand that. It's, it's, a, it's a common misjudgment, I think, of, of people to look at success, quote unquote, I'm raising my hands in quotes, successful people and think that like all that shit is what makes them tick. It has nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I will go back tomorrow sleeping in a fucking piss stained mattress in the back of my store if it means f- us winning. Right. When's the last time you took a paycheck, Andy? I, dude, I haven't taken a paycheck for since 2014 September. I think that means uh, I would classify right. that as not because pay. not because of not because of uh, me not not being able to. It's because I take the money and put it back in our company. Yeah, you're reinvesting in right. yourself. Mm-hmm. So and people don't, you know, they don't get that. Like so bottom, we're, we're bo- trying to create a fucking multi-billion-dollar business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm and not, most financial advisors will tell you to reinvest 33. Percent, and it's like you're investing 100. Yeah, I've got enough money in my mm-hmm. personal savings to live however I want. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's irrelevant to me. Mm-hmm. I want to create careers and jobs, and uh, <clears throat> you know, opportunities for the people who have helped me get to that point. Right, and that's going to take us getting to a a, a B, not a fucking mm-hmm. M. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or an HM. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's uh, it's reality, but. Okay, so so you got to do what you got to do to survive. Do what you got to do to survive. Realize and I, you're and have I to would sacrifice. I would be willing to go back there no matter what, yeah. at any time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get real fucking comfortable at that level because that's the reality of most of your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, if I lose in business, guess where I'm going to be doing? <laughs> I'm going to be back to doing that. Right. You know, because I sure as fuck ain't going to work for somebody else. Right. So. Right. Point number two, which you've repeated, I think a hundred billion times but we'll repeat it again for people until they get it into their heads ask yourself what do you like to do what interests you you know that's like a a hot button right you know everybody likes to talk about their passion they like to talk about because passion's like right right next to entrepreneurship is like the phrase follow your passion and people are so misunderstood and confused about what that fucking means you know it doesn't mean like if your passion is fucking uh, you know, Call of Duty to sit in your underwear in your parents' basement <laughs> and play Call of Fucking Duty. Right. You know what I mean? Um, there, this is like you have to have like some some uh, awareness about what this actually means. Um, but what but what does interest you? Because a lot of people will say that they'll you know you'll bring this point to them. What are you interested in? And they'll they'll re- they'll say this. I'm interested in making a lot of money. And you know what? I said that shit for a long time. But you know how much money I made when I said that? Fucking none. Mm-hmm. Okay? So until I found a purpose and a passion within my mission to make money, I never made any. Because you don't just make money. Money comes to you as a result of delivering something of value. And value doesn't mean a fucking two-for-one coupon out of the fucking Sunday paper. All right? Value means something that's valuable. All right? When you give somebody something that's valuable and worth more than what you ask for in return, it's an easy sale. It's, it's not even a sale. It's, it's, an, it's an easy transaction, okay? 
People are willing to pay for things if they feel like the value of what they receive is greater than the money that they have to give. It's common sense. It's a trade. It's bartering. It's, it's nothing more than that. You know what I mean? But, but entrepreneurship has gotten to a point where it's so much like, how can I give the least and get the most? And people are smarter than they ever have been. You know, we have more educated consumers. We have more people that understand business. We have uh, more transparency, more information, and we have more uh, finely tuned bullshit detector than we've ever had before. So companies that use that strategy, how do we give the least and get the most, are getting weeded out by companies who give the most and ask little in return. And that's just the reality of business. It was a lot easier to make a lot of fucking money 30 fucking years ago if you were an unethical person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the truth of it is, is that, you know, ethics are a direct reflection of how much money you make. Because if you deliver great value, you're going to get a lot of money in return. So, you know, how do you find something that is going to uh, make, quote unquote, make you money? Mm-hmm. Um, you need to replace that thought with how am I going to earn money by delivering value? Mm-hmm. All right. Earn, not make. You don't fucking make money. Right. Federal Reserve makes money. You earn that <laughs> right. money. Right. Okay. So people will say, well, do what you're passionate about. And then, you know, people will take it as what I said, you know, oh, I'm going to do nothing. I'm passionate about watching fucking Night of Living Dead on fucking Netflix, you know, or whatever. And, and you've got to be, we're talking about a real thing here. You know, these sarcastic motherfuckers out there that are quote unquote, the millennials Mm -hmm. that think they're going to flip the switch at 35 years old and be fucking wealthy. You know, I had a conversation at lunch today. It was so funny. It was like, I love these people who say like, Oh, I'm not about money. I'm about family. Well, guess what? Motherfucker (laughs) having a family costs a lot of fucking money. Yes, It does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, not to mention you don't care about that family that much. If you're not wanting to provide more for them, dude, it's just a total lack of understanding of life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Money is fucking important. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. Mm -hmm. It's very fucking important. Mm -hmm. All right. It's just one of 50 excuses they have of why they're not making what they want. So they can sit on their ass. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Find your interests, all right? That's a good place to start. What do you like to do? I got into this business, my business. People are like, how'd you get into the supplement business? Well, I fucking lifted weights, and I fucking took protein shakes. And so I got interested in it. That's as simple of an answer as I can give. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to tell you, because I've seen like 17 companies pop up since we started the podcast, trying to do what we do, all right? It's fucking hard. It takes a long time. And the business has changed. The opportunity to grow a brand now is totally different than it was 19 years ago when I started, right? The market's saturated. There's no barrier to entry. And if you're not established, good fucking luck, Mm -hmm. okay? That's just the reality. And I know the 17 brands that listen to me are listening right now, and they're pissed off. But, dude, it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Mm -hmm. I love that you said it was hard, though, because— really fucking hard. Right. Which is why it's so important that you're doing something that you have some sort of enjoyment. Because yes. if you don't like because, it. Because, dude, if you don't have the interest in whatever it is, you, you're you not going to make a lot of money in it for at least three or four years probably. Right. So the interest is what drives you from quitting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what keeps you going. It's, what, it's the passion for doing the work that ultimately is what, you know, like for us, like when we weren't making any money, we, we got rewarded in other ways. Like people would come in and they would lose like a hundred fucking pounds. Well, that's rewarding work. Mm -hmm. You know, like when you see somebody and then six months later, they're down 80 pounds, 
that's set and they're telling you how it saved their life and this and that there's a reward in that. Right. You know what I mean? And what, you know, for me, the first 10 years of business, I focused on making money as opposed to focusing on creating those results. When I switched my focus to creating those results, guess what happened? Mm -hmm. We made money. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, finding something you're interested in and people will say, well, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in uh and I always use the excuse of butterflies cause I can't think of anything <laughs> like least less interesting. I can't tell you how many emails we've gotten of butterfly stores. Yeah. People send us links all the time. Yeah. Well, dude, but the thing is, is like, it's a real thing. Like, or like, right. dude, we're, we got bulldogs, right? right? You would not believe the amount of people that make a living selling bulldog shit, like mm -hmm. blankets, pictures, uh, collars, coffee mugs it's a cult dude it is and but anything's like that <laughs> yeah. and that's the that's the point people don't dig enough into their interest to figure that out and with the internet today it's very it's very very realistic to create a living doing something that you're passionate about in a very very small niche market mm -hmm. you know uh so you have to ask yourself what are you interested in can i give an example yeah <clears throat> uh well it was when I moved back to St. Louis, you know, my brother and I, we started that little video uh, game controller, video game yeah. controller. It was custom airbrushed. Uh, the margins on it sucked. Right. So we ended up, you know, going to those midnight releases where, you know, people for like Call of Duty or Battlefield line up hundreds of people uh, for these releases. And we we ended up doing them so often, like people would eventually look forward to us coming and then GameStop ev eventually reached out to us and said, hey, we'll pay you guys to come out here. So, you know, it's just one of those things. And it, what they 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 evolved. took they took Xbox controllers and custom painted them for hmm. people. I mean, huh. dude. So talk about a they niche. Did this for fun, right. Right. right? So that's awesome. Yeah, there's opportunity everywhere, but most people talk themselves out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, by saying, "Oh, well, that would never work because there's not enough people to do this." Well, there might not be enough people for you to make a trillion dollars doing it, mm -hmm. but the the chances are there's probably enough people interested that you could make a living and make a better living than what you're making now and enjoy it more. Well, and think about the other skills that you learn in that. Cause we eventually turned into a promotion company. Right. So like that teaches you about a whole different side of, you know, business. Right. So that could have turned into something bigger right. than just video games. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So what to do when you don't know what to do, take care of your baseline needs Ask yourself, what do I like? What interests me? And the third one is, what are you good at? <laughs> it's a simple question, man. But everybody has special skills that we're good at. All right? Um, you could develop skills. All right? For me, I've always been good at talking to people. I've always been good at sales. You know, I started selling things when I was eight years old. All right, so it's a natural skill that I was good at. So having a retail store where I talked to people face-to-face -face and, and dealt with them in a sales atmosphere was a natural skill for me. Um, most people will tell you, I'm not good at anything. Or they'll tell you the opposite, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything, mm -hmm. all right? Well, you can read all the little motivational memes you want and all these positive, the fucking, I call them motivational puke, all right, that on, the, on Instagram. You know, the overly positive fucking motivational pages right, that right. that puke fucking vibes at you <laughs> or whatever the fuck they think they do. I'm puking reality at you, motherfucker. You're not good at everything. Right. Period. All right. You're not going to be good at everything. 
you are going to struggle at most at most things. You're going to struggle. So you have to be very, and this is where self-awareness, another motivational puke word that I get tired of fucking hearing because mm-hmm. I see it misused every fucking day. This is where self-awareness comes into play. Looking at yourself in the mirror figuratively and saying, what am I good at and what am I not good at? And being able to dissect those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am good with people. I am bad at technology. I am good at selling or I could could be good at selling or I'm this or that or whatever. And you need to dissect your own skill set. Dude, if you're a fucking NFL team and you're looking at the roster, what do you do? You look at the roster, you say, this guy can't catch a motherfucking ball. He's the fastest motherfucker on the team. You know what? We're going to put him on defense. Right? Right. That's how decisions are made. You need to look at yourself and be able to make those same decisions. So most people can't do that. Right. And that's why self-awareness is a skill that you have to be able to develop to even fucking start anything right? And, in regards to this podcast. And, and good doesn't mean necessarily elite. No. I mean, I'm not LeBron James, but no, I can but play basketball. No, but we're all better at certain yeah. things than, than other things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I'm a naturally good writer. I'm naturally mm-hmm. good at mm-hmm. it. I, I, I got fucking Fs in school, but I can write like a motherfucker. Absolutely. You know true. what I mean? Yeah. I can also talk. <laughs> all right? So I'm good at those things. Guess yeah. what? It turns into something for you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, what, are, what are you naturally good at, Vaughn? Well, writing and connecting with people. Right. And what do you yeah. do for a living? I'm a writer. Exactly. Yeah. You know, most yeah. people fall into what they're naturally good at anyway. And I enjoy it, going back to our first point. Right. Yeah. Or second point. But what I, what I just said, most people fall into what they're naturally good right. at anyway. So how far ahead can you get by actually knowing what you're good at? Because you dissected yourself instead mm-hmm. of passively falling into a career path. Right. Right. Okay, so those are some pretty basic basic questions to ask yourself. What do I like? What interests me? And what am I good at? But the other question that I think goes along with something you say again and again and again about being a problem solver is the question, is there a need in the world that I'd like to help meet? Is there something wrong with the world that I'd like to help make right? I mean, dude, this is, is, I think most people miss this 100%. You know why? Because I think most people are are inclined to whine and cry and bitch instead of being inclined to solve a fucking problem. All right? All entrepreneurs are great problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Maybe you think there needs to be more cable TV options, okay? Maybe you're concerned with the 19 million refugees in the world, all right? What, what makes you annoyed? What pisses you off? What do you think needs to be different? Those are the opportunities that you need to pursue and the ones that you're passionate about changing, all right? When I go to a restaurant... I could barely enjoy myself because I am service oriented to a point that it's obsessive. All right. And if any of the guys that work for me will tell you the same fucking thing, they, they work here for, if you work here for six months, you will not be able to go to a restaurant and enjoy yourself because you will see how terrible and how bad most restaurants service are and how much opportunity they miss to make a huge impact with their customers. Mm -hmm. They just don't fucking care. Mm -hmm. And it drives me insane. So I'm passionate about service. I'm passionate about creating loyalty. I'm a passion about being loyal. 
All right? Those things piss me off when I see them not happening. So what do I do? I become the best person I can at that inside my own model to the point where, dude, our service fucking shits on everybody else's. Mm -hmm. And anybody who fucking wants to compare, bring it on. Because I know that's a fucking fact. All right? Mm-hmm. We, we know what the fuck we're doing. And, and the reason we know what the fuck we're doing is because I have picked apart every fucking business from 20 years ago. Every fucking transaction that I've had. It's not a transaction. It's an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I care about that shit. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have instilled those values in our company, in our people, and they care about that shit. And that's why what we do works. Now, it could be other things for you. You know, like I said, it could be, um, you know, the 19 million refugees. You could have a different sort of passion that pisses you off. But the problems and the opportunities are linked together. And that's what you have to understand is that when you get mad about something or irritated, instead of getting irritated or mad, why don't you think about what it would take to solve that? And then you have an idea, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think what's amazing is that everybody's always talking about, you know, follow your passion, follow what you love. You're actually saying, yeah, okay, that's part of it. But the other part of it is follow what you hate, follow, well, what, I think follow what makes you angry. I think there's opportunities in both. Yeah. You know, some people pick to go down a road they're like, passionate about Mm -hmm. some people pick things that annoy the fuck out of them and i think the bigger i think the biggest entrepreneurs in the world do the latter rather than the former for example look at elon musk elon musk isn't trying to create businesses he's trying to create products that solve issues right Mm -hmm. that he's passionate about all right he's one of the most successful entrepreneurs ever Mm -hmm. created paypal now he's got tesla spacex these are big problems in the world that he's trying to solve. And there's opportunity in those issues every day. Most people just get so annoyed and so wrapped up because we live in a culture of complaining as opposed to solving issues that they can't see the fucking opportunity that's right in front of their face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think people do both. I think the better entrepreneurs focus on the problems to be solved. I think there's bigger opportunities there. I think if you want to make a living, you can focus on your passion. If you want to make a fucking empire, you focus on solving big problems. Mm-hmm. That's a great statement. So number five is actually one of my favorites because when people say, Andy, I don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. That's such a passive mentality. And I think everything about this, this podcast and this whole brand is be active, take initiative. And one of the things that, that I know you say again and again is if you don't know what you like, or what you're good at, or what needs to, what problems needs to be solved, start exploring. Well, if you don't know what, if you don't know that you're good at riding a bike, are you are you going to at least try to ride the bike? Right. You know what I mean? Right. People, most people won't. Most people will assume they're not going to be good at it, so they do nothing, and they let life and and the expectations of society consume them, guide them, and direct them into a life that they never even intended to build for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because they were afraid to figure out if they were good at something or if they were bad at something. It's okay to be bad at shit. And if you're not actively willing to be bad at things, you're not going to be a very successful entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. It's just impossible. It's part of the process. And we talk about this, dude, it's, it's so overplayed in, in the motivational world right now about, you know, I never lose. I, I only win or I learn. But it's true, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's how you have to look at it. 
So when you're somebody who doesn't know what you're good at, dude, go out and do shit. Right. Get off the fucking couch. Get away from your motherfucking phone. Go out and try some shit. See if you're good at it. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. really simple. And true confessions. I, I'm, I mean, I'm guilty as charged. There are a lot of things in life that I, I feel like I know myself pretty well that I'll just say, well, I know I wouldn't enjoy doing that. Or I know I wouldn't be good at that. But, but you really have to tell that, mind, that thought in your mind to shut up and just, and just plow forward. Because you really don't know until you do something. It's 100% you know? true. And, and older people are extremely guilty of that. Yes. Younger people are way more likely to try the new thing. Older people, you know, 40, 50, 60, you're like, oh, you know, I already know from all my, ex- my worldly experience. Right. First of all, how much ego does it take to fucking think that? Right. All right, let's be real. They're big fucking egos that they have from being old. This is why old people do whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. you know, and they know, quote unquote, know everything. Won't let them fucking do anything. So what do they get? They get the same shit they've always been getting. Right. You Absolutely. And, and a point that I really need to stress is that so many people sit around waiting for passion before they act. And I think it's the exact opposite is that you act and that action creates passion. Mm-hmm. Um, you act, you commit to something, and if it's the right thing, if, if you're meant to do it, then that passion will come as a result of the action. But it's like, I mean, it, it's kind of a cheesy analogy, but even no, in marriage. You could, you could 100% create momentum in any area you're looking to create it through action. Right. 100%. Right. But it's just so many, I mean, I, I was going to use the example of marriage. I mean, you just don't sit around waiting to feel nice, warm thoughts toward your, toward your wife in order for you to do something that, that, you know, serves her, you just got to do it. And then the emotions will come later. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but, but most people quit marriage before they get to that point. Right. Mm -hmm. So we could talk about that whole, as a whole thing, relationships are disposable nowadays. Right. So when, when they stop feeling the, 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 the beginning infatuation of like, Oh, I just want to like bang this person's brains out 24 seven a day. It's for real. And they're like, (laughs) Oh, I don't love them anymore. Honestly, right. I'm the kind of person I can't wait to get past that stage because I'm like, is this well, good or not? You know, I'm like anybody could fake it for the first mm-hmm. fucking six right. months. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Because you don't show your true colors exactly. anyway. And but right. but people don't know the difference. They confuse infatuation with love. Totally right. two different things. Right. And that's sitting around for that passion. And that's a really good point that I like that you've made in other podcasts too. Is that something you can use your passion but it doesn't have to be your ultimate passion it can just be something you're interested in it can yeah. just be a problem that you see because yeah it doesn't have to be the end all yeah. be all right you know but you and and the and, the fu- and to further that point mm-hmm. you can use the let's say the c passion mm-hmm. to ultimately serve the a passion yeah mm-hmm. look at bill gates mm-hmm. all right you know what i'm saying yeah He's, yeah. bill gates has created a company based on technology right and his ultimate goal in life is to, to solve these other worldly issues. Philanthrop- and he's philanthropy. Used, yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. used the money. It was a mode of transportation exactly. to yeah. get to, yeah, yeah, point A to point B. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Vaughn, to build, to build back on uh, like staying active and continue moving forward, I see a lot of people and talk to a lot of people that have an idea, but they let these stupid little problems like the branding of it or right. whatever have you. Look, man, here's, at the end of the day, successful people – Find fucking solutions to problems. Mm-hmm. Unsuccessful people only see the problems. They mm-hmm. don't ever see the solution. Right. And they let, they'll, they'll figure out every little way, like what you're saying, to stop them from having to do it. 
And that's why I don't waste time with like meeting with people or consulting people or doing the shit that I used to do because, dude, what I found is you're either gonna fucking make it or you aren't. H- hiring me ain't gonna make a difference, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's usually their first question is, "Oh, I can't think of a company name." It's like that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, what could you be I doing know. in that meantime? Why don't you write down you. what your company stands for? Because that's what's gonna propel you. It's you not know what, be though? In fairness to those people, Gary Vaynerchuk is the only person I I paid attention to this whole that whole narrative for a long mm-hmm. time. Gary is the only person that finally came out and said your name. Just have a good product, have a good service. Yeah. Don't, but but there were a lot of so-called experts out there saying you got to market research your names and you got to do all that stuff. Dude, those are people stuff, trying to you know? justify value and sell something that doesn't exist. They're trying, like, dude, I had this lady one time come in my store and tell me she's gonna hire hire me, or she wanted me to hire her to help fucking. Uh, like set up the store properly and paint the walls the right color to be visually, to psychologically, like, yeah. like trick the consumer. <laughs> How about, you know what? We stop trying to trick the consumer to buy shit and we're just so fucking good that you want to come to us. Yeah, How about awesome. that? What an idea. Novel concept. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next, uh, next point, and I know that you, it, my gosh, another whole podcast could be on this, but just start changing the way you think. I mean, that's, that, that's, that whole concept is in almost Look, everything I'm just going to hit this up real quick okay. because I could hit on this forever. But, dude, most people, like I said a minute ago, see only the problems. They complain. They bitch. They whine. They consume negative things all day long. Look at what you observe on Facebook. Look at what you observe on Instagram. Most of it's negative. Okay? Most of it's not positive. Listen to what people say to you through the day. I would bet that over 50% of the things that go in your ear during the day are gossip they're wasted information. It's things that are negative and things that you don't need to move forward. So you have to consciously take control of how you're thinking two ways. And, and there's, there's, you know, there's things that we could talk about here, like the law of attraction, um, you know, visualization, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to tell you for sake of summarizing this point, the two things that help me change the way I think the most. All right. One was, I associated my, I start my day with thoughts of gratitude. Okay. I think about all the things good that I have. I think about all the people I have. I think about all the opportunities I have and I'm thankful for those things. And that's how I start every single day. And what I did was I tied that process to brushing my teeth. So then when I brush my teeth, I automatically start to go through this process. All right. It only takes, you know, two minutes to do. But here's the thing. When you start your day being thankful, it's very hard to feel frustrated moving forward. Try to feel good about all the things in your life and be pissed off at the same time. It doesn't work. It's impossible. So that automatically got me in a rhythm to start my day the right way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't wake up frustrated because like, dude, when you're not making any money and you owe all this money and your business sucks and everything quote unquote sucks, it's easy to get in a rhythm of everything sucks all the fucking time and let those negative thoughts drown you. So you have to train yourself to actively be in control of those thoughts. So being grateful for, you know, what I did have uh, changed my life 100%. I started doing that in like 2007. Three years later, I was, you know, I was a millionaire, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I did in 2007 was I started visualizing uh, before I went to bed. Okay. So the last thing I did before I go to bed 
was to envision myself do, living the life that I want. Now, this doesn't mean think about how you're going to get there. You have 18 hours a day to think about that. I'm talking about think about the result that you want. And it can be material. It can be, I, for me, it was I would drive up to the airport in my Lamborghini. I would click the door open. All right, the door, everybody knows Lamborghinis have vertical doors, so I could see the door go up in great detail. I would see the private plane. I would get out. I would walk over to the private plane. I would visualize people clapping for me, okay, and cheering and shit like that. Like in very, very detailed visualization. All right, this is a 2007. I had no fucking money. I owed $70,000 on my credit cards. Our company wasn't doing shit. All right, I had no reason to believe this shit was going to happen. But look at my life now, okay? This is what I fucking do, all right? The clapping thing, I fucking speak for part of my living. Right. What, what the fuck then would have given me any indication that that's something that would have actually happened? I didn't even fucking think about being a speaker or being having a podcast or being a personality. That wasn't even on my radar. It just happened because I visualized this shit so much that the universe brought it in to be, be reality. It's the truth. And people that don't buy into this, dude, you're missing a fucking boat because it's just the way it is. Hmm. But I'm not going to, we could do a whole nother podcast on that because I have a number of tools to talk about with that more than just quote unquote the secret because the secret is like, it's like a coloring book for the fucking law of attraction. You know, um, there's just better tools for you to get into. Right. Um, we can hit on that later. But yeah. so speaking of a whole another podcast, we are on point six of twelve points, and yep. I know that uh, you have a very important meeting in about fifteen minutes. So yep. I'm thinking maybe we do a two parter. Yeah, that's fine yeah. with me. Okay. So, so let me let me yeah. to close out the two this part. The law of attraction. There's a book called The Law of Attraction by Michael Lozier. All right. Um, it's a really ugly book. The guy did a terrible job designing the cover. It's got like a fucking goofy looking like stupid rainbow on the front. Like it's just stupid looking. <laughs> Did it draw your attention? Listen, no, it didn't. I, I, I actually read it off of a recommendation of another book that I like and they recommended it in that book. But dude, if you're listening, your book is ugly as fuck and you need to change it. But on the other hand, it's probably the most relevant and valuable book that I've ever read on the law of attraction um, and how to actually utilize it. So Vaughn will put the link in the show yeah. notes to that book. Um, the name of the book is actually the law of attraction. Yeah. Okay. I mean, dude, you'll know that when you see the cover, you're going to be like, dude, that's some other yeah. shit. I read <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, it's good though. Right. It is good. It's great because it teaches you how to use it. Not just tells you about this magical thing that exists. All right. But I'm going to tell you right now, I don't give a fuck how smart you think you are. Cause I'm a smart motherfucker. And I, I people tell me this shit and I read this shit and I'm like, yeah, right. This mm -hmm. is fucking bullshit. I personally believe that the law of attraction, I, I, I per, and you, I don't care if people think I'm crazy or not. You know, people say, oh, you only use 10% of your brain. I think somewhere in that 90% that we don't use, there's some sort of metaphysical fucking purpose for our brains. Because, dude, I'm going to tell you, the good or the bad has been manifested out of my thoughts my entire life. And when you look back and realize and understand this process, you will 100% understand that everything that you have in your life, you brought into it with your thoughts mm -hmm. to the point where I'm so finely tuned on this. I have to be really fucking careful what I think about because dude, it will come in quick. 
All right. And people right now, I know they're like, they're thinking, oh, it's so corny. Uh, Believe whatever the fuck you want. All I know is that in 2007, when I started this shit, I was broke. I owed almost a hundred grand and now I'm not broke and I'm doing everything I fucking thought about every Mm -hmm. fucking thing Mm -hmm. with no reason to believe that. Well, people think that your mental health is fluffy. It's not fluffy. It's a real thing. You, you know have what? to train your brain because it is very powerful. That's the purpose of this podcast because there's probably a lot of people here. Yeah. Nobody here is into the fluff that, mm-hmm. that's listening to this probably. So I'm telling you as being the king of no fluff, like you need to fucking read this shit. It's not fluff. Mm-hmm. It's skill. Mm-hmm. It's you real. need to have yes. it. Yes, and it is a skill. It's a finely tuned way to think. If you struggle with self-discipline, you need to read this book yeah. because self-discipline is your brain's power. That is your strength. From the mental side. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm actually smirking because I made the mistake of looking it up and you're absolutely right. The front cover <laughs> the front the cover fuck, is just man? terrible. I mean it's 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 bad. It's gotta be the ugliest book I've ever seen. It's bad. Like when I got the book, like it's so ugly that you're gonna get the book you take and the you're cover gonna be off. like, Are you fucking sure? Like, is this the book? I like it. Dude. I want a t shirt with that on it. <laughs> of course you do. So you can wear it with it's your It's like coral a little shorts. kaleidoscope that you used to look through when you're a little kid. Dude, it's just terrible. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's terrible. But, yeah, but clearly he's but that's I mean, the book. It's, it's and it's Hey man, look, I've read yeah. hundred books on law of attraction. That's the best one because it's short, it's simple, it's to yeah. the point. And it'll keep your attention for the two hours it takes you to read it. Yeah. And it'll teach you enough to get it going. Yeah. So, guys, before we close and and before Andy wraps up, I, a very, very important thing that I really want you to listen to what I have to say here. In the next, we'll say, three to six months, we have two very, very important things coming up. And I can't go into detail, but we've got a reveal of something that we're doing that's going to be here in time for Christmas. And then we've got after that, probably by uh, St. Patrick's Day, is that, or we'll say spring break, there'll be another big thing going on that I can't, that I can't tell you exactly what it is. But what I do want to really strongly encourage you is if you have not already signed up, to get the podcast sent to your inbox. We're going to be providing some information about some pretty exciting things, not well, very exciting things coming up. So if you want to go to the website and just the on the main landing page, it says get the podcast right to your inbox, just sign up because we're going to be sending out some very, very important information that I think you guys are going to be really excited about, which that sounds really cheesy, but... Hey man, you know I'm I'm the king of no fluff. You're the king of yeah. cheese. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. Yeah. But there's also an exciting thing we can tell you guys is that merchandise will be coming to the store very very soon. Yeah. So shameless plug. Um, yeah. kind of check into that because over I guess the next couple of weeks we're gonna be plugging that in yeah. pretty quickly. So. But we definitely want you to sign up to get all the information that's gonna be forthcoming here in the next month or two. So so guys, just to recap real quick before we we get out, you know, all right. Point number one. What do you got to do to survive? Point number two, what interests me? Point number three, what am I naturally good at that other people aren't? Point number four, what problems do I see in the world? What need would I like to help meet? Point number five, if you don't know what you like, you've got to go out and figure it out. So that means you have to get off the fucking couch and you got to go do shit. And point number six, you've got to start changing the way that you think. Um, we have a number of other points. This will be a two-part podcast, like Vaughn said. Guys, take this shit to heart. This is reality. This is the truth. This is not some fucking bullshit meme on Instagram. You can use these tools. You need to put them in play, all right? And guys, do me a favor. If you enjoy the podcast, if you're a fan of the podcast, which I know a lot of you guys are, because every time I skip 
recording one, everybody freaks the fuck out. If you guys will please share the podcast, I would greatly appreciate that, okay? We, we, we don't, pay, this isn't something that we earn money doing. Your, your ability to share is all that we ask. So if you love the podcast, please share it. I love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Okay, what's up? Shut up. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Okay, shut up. Uh-huh. Okay, what's up? Shut up.